ओके हेलो एवरीवन माय नेम इज़ विकास अग्रवाल एंड आई एम द फाउंडर ऑफ एआईएफ एंड पीएमएस एक्सपर्ट्स इंडिया सो एआईएफ इज़ योर अल्टरनेट इन्वेस्टमेंट फंड्स एंड पीएमएस इज़ योर पोर्टफोलियो मैनेजमेंट सर्विसेज यू नो सो एट एआईएफ एंड पीएमएस एक्सपर्ट्स इंडिया वी कीप ऑर्गेनाइजिंग दिस नॉलेज बेस्ड सेशंस एंड दी होल आइडिया इज टू एजुकेट एंड एम्पावर एवरी इन्वेस्टर हु इज लुकिंग आउट टू इन्वेस्ट मनी इन ऑल्टरनेट इन्वेस्टमेंट फंड्स एंड एनहांसिंग इज ओवरऑल एक्सपीरियंस एज सम ऑफ यू माइट बी अवेयर ऑफ द फैक्ट दैट वी आर वन ऑफ द लार्जेस्ट प्लेटफॉर्म in terms of providing the better experience to all our investors and uh, basically the idea is to share uh, uh, you know more knowledge about how AIF and PMS works in India and uh, last time we had a beautiful session and i would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you uh, for supporting us liking our videos on youtube uh, we've got about more than 5000 subscribers now so please do subscribe before we uh before we come to you and record the next session so with me i have mr akhil chaturvedi uh, akhil chaturvedi is the chief business officer at motila loswal he brings about more than two and a half decades of experience uh, in terms of equity investing in terms of scaling up the asset management businesses in india well i personally know akhil for more than a decade now and he is a great human being very supportive always ready to help any point of time both professionally and personally so i had a chance to work with him and i truly enjoyed uh, working with him so i thought who would be the better person to you know uh, come here so akil first of all thank you so much for taking the time out from your busy schedule coming all the way from bombay to pune and agreed to do this show for our investors thank you vikas thank you for having me here thank you so much right so akil uh, you know before we come to uh, our agenda which is talk talking about alternate investment funds because this piece is shaping up very well in india i mean you know the fact that your aif the total aum uh, asset under management uh, stands at 6 lakh crores you know and your pms put together institutional has reached to now 4 lakh crores so this piece is become becoming large and large day by day and of course motila loswal is pioneer in this segment and you bring about more than two decades of consistent you know track record when it comes to managing public money under the pms platform so we'll talk about that later but first let's talk about akhil so akhil you have been in asset management business all your life yes. can you talk to our investors and share your experience yeah so uh, thank you vikas uh, look forward to interacting with you uh, in the next 30 minutes uh, so little bit about myself uh, now i have uh, 23 years of uh, experience in financial services business i graduated in 1999 and uh, came back to india uh, wondering what to do with my life sure. and uh, <clears throat> started meeting a lot of uh, uh, people gave a lot of interviews across sectors because i had really not carved out a particular sector to really start working so i was exploring and uh, one of the references uh, reached out to the managing director of bidla global finance limited uh, which was the nbfc very large nbfc at that point of time right and uh, that's how uh, in january 2000 i got my first break uh, with bidla global finance so as a management trainee mm -hmm. and uh, with two years of experience in nbfc uh, i got a opportunity uh, to move to bidla sun life mutual fund within the group within the group so i and bidla sun life mutual fund was really very very aspirational because uh you know uh, it's something which i could resonate with uh, i really wanted to work in an industry which is challenging uh, where it throws challenges every day so in our business as you know uh, we are in capital markets and markets are 
throwing surprises every day right so every day is a new day and that is the whole fun you know so uh, you need to be uh, on your toes all the time you need to be more aware about what's happening globally what's happening locally and that's the whole uh, opportunity which i thought uh, was really a big breakthrough uh, in my career so since 2002 i've been in the asset management world uh, worked with three companies now so for a very long while at uh, bidlas and life uh, then i joined a japanese firm called uh, daiwa asset management and uh, in 2013 i joined uh, motilal oswal right uh, to grow this business to sure. scale this business sure. so that's how it's been now uh already you know, 3 long 23 years 23 years it yeah. just looks like it just started you know right and uh, here we are now, now talking to you correct correct so you saw mutual fund <coughs> industry scaling a big time in front of your eyes at the same time when you took over as uh, head of sales at motilal oswal and head of business development uh, you were the early one early entrant i would say to understand the potential of these two instruments aif and pms of course motilal brings about motilal started their pms in 2002 but 2013 so what was going on in your mind when you were planning to scale this up to this level no so certainly uh, uh, you know when i joined motilal oswal and motilal oswal has they have been the pioneers of uh, portfolio management services we started this business in 2002 right so now we have 20 years of experience perhaps uh, the oldest uh, pms solution provider right? this business started off with passion of uh, our chairman uh, mr ramdev agarwal uh, his investment philosophy uh, and initial days it was uh, you know more of a invitation basis uh, uh, product and uh, this vehicle allowed uh, ramdev ji and our investment team to manage uh, boutique portfolios uh, right. creative portfolios which were very very index agnostic uh, absolute bottom up uh focused investing concentrated style high conviction portfolio uh which uh, would have been little challenging to manage on the mutual fund platform so that's how portfolio management service which gives little bit of more flexibility to fund managers uh you know to use their creativity in in creating a very very niche portfolio uh in endeavor to create long term wealth creation and long term alpha uh-huh. so if you see uh, a bunch of our PMS products are now uh, the oldest product is 18 years old. Right. The second oldest product is 15 years old, and if you see the oldest product over 18 years has given two and a half percent outperformance. Right. So uh, what's the CAGR there? Like so that's uh, about 20 percent compounding vis-a-vis uh, Nifty 50 of 17 and a half percent. So if you have to quantify for an investor, one crore would have become how much? It's about 30 crores. 30 crores. Wow. Versus index of maybe 18, 19 crores. wonderful right the other very very successful portfolio we had was the multi cap fund uh, very popularly known as uh, next trillion dollar opportunity it is our flagship strategy with a billion dollar plus of uh, aum this fund has delivered uh, in 14 years 18.5% compounding uh, versus benchmark of uh, 13% compounding so in long term uh, clearly uh, this style uh, and focused investing uh, has clearly uh, uh, proven to demonstrate very high outperformances thereby creating uh, enormous wealth for long term investors right in short term it could be anybody's guess but i believe that uh, the pms and the af platform uh, because of the uh, the flexibility part given by the regulators uh, in long term certainly has a lot of potential to deliver alpha right and when i say long term means clearly we're looking at 5 years plus plus right right 
So Akhil, you saw in 2012 this AIF piece is getting regulated by SEBI. Otherwise, people used to call it venture capital, you know, private equity, what not. And 2015 was the time when you started preparing for AIFs. I am talking about CAT 3. Of course, CAT 1 and 2 is something that you've been doing as an organization for more than one and a half decades, even before the it got regulated. So can you talk to us and tell us more about uh, the, because this is a question that I get from my investor more often, is which vehicle one should choose? Is it AIF which is better? Because we are witnessing huge amount of alpha coming in the AIF, PM, uh, AIFs or the PMS or mutual fund because you run all three. So uh, I would say that all platforms are offering uh, their own uh, advantages. Uh, I would believe that uh, mutual funds clearly uh, is one of the most efficient vehicle for any investor to invest across uh, products, across asset classes. Very, very nice, very clean, very tax efficient kind of a structure. Uh, but mutual funds, uh, because it's a mass retail product where you have investors who are putting as low as 100 rupee of uh, SIP, uh, when you have uh, that kind of a large retail investor base mm -hmm. obviously regulators are uh, uh, extremely careful as to how the investor funds or the retail investor funds are getting managed in the most prudent way ensuring that the risk is contained sure. volatility is limited and one can get reasonable participation in the indian stock markets right so i would say that mutual funds were and will be one of the best mutual vehicles. Fund sahi hai. mutual funds there's no doubt about that now, you know, as India is growing, as India is progressing, as Indian economy is growing, uh, we all know that in the last 15 years, a trillion dollar economy has now become three and a half trillion dollar economy. Uh, per capita of $800 uh, per capita now is two and a half thousand dollars. And uh, we all know the story which is being talked about today that by the end of decade, India should be a six trillion dollar oh, yes. economy. So we will double our economy from uh, 3 trillion today to 6 trillion by the end of the decade which would mean that the per capita income would actually go up 3 times to $6,000. Right. Now what per capita means is basically the total economy or the total GDP size divided by number of people is how much money is there per citizen in this country. Right. Now as the per capita keeps going up <coughs> uh, it leads to beyond a certain uh, spend per capita which is on your basic needs, you know, your basic food, clothing, essentials, uh, anything you earn over that, which essentially would be a thousand dollars. So mm -hmm. over and above thousand dollars, incrementally, whatever money people are making, that a large part of it would go into uh, consumption, uh, right? Discretionary, so people, discretionary. So people will try to upgrade their lifestyles. They'll have better homes. Uh, better cars, better two-wheelers, better food, better clothes, they will travel around. So that's the whole classic India story where, you know, poor people going into becoming lower middle, lower middle becoming middle, middle becoming right. rich, rich becoming richer. And that's how the whole consumer or the consumer discretionary story is playing out. But the other part, uh, you know, all of us and what we have learned from our uh, elders is to save. Save. Right. So India is one rare economy where the savings rate to GDP is 28%. Right. And at some points of time, it has also been 35, 36%. True. So a large part of uh, individual income goes into savings, <coughs> and, uh, which would mean that incrementally uh, people income level will move up, uh, consumption power will move up and savings power will move up. 
and in the process in the last 15 years uh, indian uh, citizens have created a lot of wealth right uh, now as people are getting richer obviously uh, uh, they start to look when they when it comes to savings they start to look at products which are uh, beyond conventional mutual funds uh, their expectation is to have uh, slightly differentiated portfolios boutique portfolios something which is tailor made to their interest or their liking which is where the opportunity of pms and af comes inside you gave some numbers statistics on uh, the assets under management for pms and af in the last 10 years pms aum has grown 10 times literally only the equity part from 30000 crores to 3 lakh crores mm-hmm. right it's been a 10x growth right uh, aifs uh, in uh, from 2012 to 2020 again 10 years from nothing uh, only the listed side right. has grown to 70000 crores 70, so certainly we are seeing that uh, uh, high net worth individuals ultra high net worth family offices are looking at alternate products uh, pms aif uh you know uh, identify managers who can give them those differentiated portfolios to ensure that one in their overall portfolio they get uh, a bit of a diversification and also in hope that these products can give better consistent uh, long term alpha in long in uh, over a period of time but i think uh, we are just at the tipping point uh, this opportunity will be very very large uh, If you see the 2020 Hurun study, what we see is that there are, uh, as on 2020, so the numbers will be much higher uh, last year. Right. There are about 700,000 Indians with a net worth of a million dollars and more, eight crores, right? So clearly, when somebody has that kind of uh, net worth, that kind of money, will look at diversification into niche portfolios, niche opportunities, and uh, you know that's where we are seeing incrementally a lot of tailwinds. Uh, for PMS and AIF, and that's right. where you see the growth. So, can I say that <coughs> mutual fund to say as you rightly said, and it will continue. PMS be say. It's not about AIF yeah. be say. Right. It's not about mutual fund versus PMS yes. versus AIF. See, uh, within I mean, uh, if you allow me, uh, very briefly, I'll explain sure. to you. All three platforms are essentially are basically funds, and they are trying to underline buy into stocks. Right. So, when you buy a mutual fund scheme, that scheme is also underlying creating a portfolio of stocks. when you buy a pms underlying is a portfolio of stocks when you buy aifs again it is a portfolio of stocks right. how the selection and the allocation is being done is what makes each of these vehicles different from each other right so quickly i want to just talk about the flexibility given to the aif managers here you know the fact that up to 25% of your money the aif fund manager can decide to participate in private equities which is not the case with mutual fund which is not the case with pms <coughs> now offlet what we are witnessing is some of the aif managers are able to utilize the platform even more efficiently by participating in unlisted space as well and when i look at the outcome well i am not saying that this is best or this is bad bad but when i look at the outcome the difference at times as we speak in last 3 years there are aifs which ended up delivering 39% kagar and there are mutual funds which is at 19 20% now that's a question which i keep getting so how so you also have vision 2030 funds so how so because you already have uh, uh, expertise in the private equity space and then you have cat3 expertise so how are you blending this up and utilizing yeah so i'll keep the returns part i mean uh, uh, you know that is just in hindsight analysis uh, uh, so let's not get into the returns part i just want to clear through your platform is that uh, it is a 
uh, it is not the right assessment that when you invest in PMS and AIF necessarily it has to do better than mutual funds. There will be times at least in medium, medium term where uh, it could be anybody's guess right uh, mutual funds can do better or pms can do better or aif so but yes in long term if you study we do see uh, potential of uh, outperformance by the alternate vehicles over the mutual fund but this is an absolute long long term basis right so so let's not get into return comparison between both portfolios but yes from opportunity perspective from flexibility perspective you are right that uh, when you do a category 3 fund where, where is where we do our products essentially these are long only products long only listed products but it uh, the uh, uh, regulator allows us to manage up to 49% unlisted in category 3 also up to 49% mm -hmm. now it depends from manager to manager how much portion of the overall they would want to do unlisted in our vision 2030 uh, we uh, uh, for, for the first time and I think probably this is the first fund uh, right. of its type where we have done a blend of listed and unlisted. Mm -hmm. What we said was that we'll do 70 to 100% listed okay. and 0 to 30% unlisted, unlisted, right? Because this fund is trying to participate from the India growth story 2030 uh, and it's a eight year old fund. Uh, so we thought that when you have that kind of a duration and you're trying to play the true long-term India story, why not also participate on the unlisted side apart from the fact that you're doing a lot of listed investing so with that thought process we came up with this uh, product which is a blended listed unlisted product happy to say with the support of our uh, private equity which is a very large practice we have uh, we've uh, already closed two deals uh, and uh, so we've already deployed 20 percent out of the 30 percent uh, uh, allocated uh, limit uh, we should do another 10 percent so this will be actually the first hybrid listed unlisted fund giving you opportunity to make uh, returns not only from the listed component but also from the growth offered by the unlisted and unlisted the potential to make uh, higher money is there because you are buying these companies much early right before they actually go in for uh, value unlocking right you're trying to get at lower valuation participating in higher growth so that's the beauty of one of the beauty of uh, AIF right right uh, I think it's a very innovative way of looking at things because see the thing is that you have minimum threshold of 1 crore in AIF and SEBI is saying that it can go up any point of time and there are investors who are upgrading from mid, 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 middle income to a higher income and they would like to participate but they don't have 1 crore for enlisted and 1 crore for equity so yes. I think it makes yes. great yes. amount of opportunity <coughs> absolutely to, uh, you know kudos to your product team to think in these lines and absolutely. come absolutely. out with innovative ideas like absolutely. this yeah See, the other thing is Akhil Motilal is perceived as equity specialist yes you know, right from day one the way it has been positioned of course performance keeps going up changing it's a function of the markets and there are dif different styles so we have also built up our own proprietary based in-house framework in which we look at that uh, sometimes what happens is people look at uh, diversification and let's say they look at 50 lakhs to Motilal 50 lakhs to somebody else and they don't look at this style and they'll allocate money basis uh, the brand names so that's what it happens in uh, PMS industry now if somebody is following like Motilal is following GARP methodology in terms of investing and somebody else is also following the same then it is not a diversification it is actually a du duplication now take your opinion on how important the style is number one when you are managing public money and number two is can you also talk about like in last one year value started doing well 
growth stocks are not doing well and there are contrarians in the markets who are saying that uh, they will have a different opinion so because you are equity specialist and you look at all different tangent different uh, you know style of investments can you talk to us about that and throw some more lights to enlighten our investors yes yes so essentially uh, there are two styles of investing there is value style of investing there is growth style of investing right uh, <clears throat> depending on um, managers capability they choose their style and they they follow it what do you mean by value style is basically buying uh, uh, you know uh, stocks with a higher margin of safety uh, low pe multiple so and you're trying to play on the future growth right, right. the growth will come uh, it is not there today and therefore the valuations are lower so you buy and you wait so that's called uh, value investing right. growth investing is when you are trying to participate in the current growth so where you are finding companies which are growing today and likely to grow for uh, several years to come so that's the basic difference between value and growth because uh, in growth style you are buying into today's growth the valuations are slightly higher then somebody who is trying to buy tomorrow's growth so the valuations are cheaper right both styles are uh, equally important at different points of time uh, different styles will work different philosophies will work, will work. Uh, and uh, like you rightly said in an investor's portfolio both styles combination should be there that is the asset allocation. they should complement each other they have to complement each other it you cannot be that uh, you are 100% growth or 100% value it has to be a good mix depending on your risk appetite <clears throat> right now as you rightly said we are growth investors uh, so therefore we are participating in today's growth and uh, our style uh, GAAP is one way of putting it uh, we call it QGLP so high quality high growth at uh, reasonable price uh, quality aspect uh, of the market has been underperforming for some time now uh, we are on to our philosophy so if you see the quality orientation of the portfolio is extremely high right uh, Growth is there, valuations are low, but valuations are low because <coughs> quality has underperformed, let's say relatively low quality stocks, right, right? right? So that is one source of underperformance which is coming from the growth investors, mm -hmm. number one. Number two, most specifically in last one year and we have seen this in 2018-19 as well, right. where markets are going in a different trend and uh, active investors are going in a on a different trend uh -huh. like i told you that most active managers will invest in quality because uh, you know rule number one for active investors is to manage risk ensure that you don't lose money so quality orientation will be paramount will be on top of any active fund manager markets don't think that way so when you buy index you will find high quality low quality you will find everything over there in last one year more specifically we have seen that 80% of the returns from the benchmark has come from public sector banks. Within public sector banks, the mid-sized public sector banks have done phenomenally well out of the blue, right? Followed by uh, your CPSC index, mm -hmm. followed by the metal index. Now, these three components have produced 80% of the return, right? <clears throat> right? And uh, these three are very, very cyclical in nature. Uh, quality orientation is absolutely not on the top which is where if you see any active manager the allocation to these uh, three uh, sectors uh, either is uh, zero or under allocated right which is where uh, the underperformance is coming from because what you are not owning is flying and what you are owning is actually flat to getting corrected and there is where the source of underperformance vis-a-vis the benchmark is coming now this these scenarios will come from time to time 
and at that point of time one has to relax not purely look at underperformance and outperformance in short medium term uh, look at the underlying portfolio chase the growth chase company's earnings and uh, from there one should get the conviction that in long term if the fundamentals of the active managed portfolio is better than the passive portfolios then the outperformance will certainly catch up but from time to time you will see that this kind of situation will happen in 2018-19 if you remember markets were very polarized towards right. 15 stocks 15 stocks your uh, reliance industries uh, twin hdfc yeah, and twitch, twin bajaj now if you are under allocated or not allocated then there is an underperformance right so investors uh, you know through your platform i would say that in these uh, situations when you see underperformance try and understand the source of underperformance if the underperformance is not fundamental then one should not panic and one should have the long-term orientation and uh, yes if you feel that fundamentals are not in place then one needs to take a call in terms of right. uh, rebalancing so last one year has been very very challenging for most of the active managers uh, i would say but that is also creating an opportunity for value investors right uh, not in the typical way but uh, most active funds because of the underperformance are now looking so growth very, is become very, value now yeah growth has become value okay. so this is the best time to buy growth right, right. at the right price right. growth at reasonable price that's the gap uh, right. gap formula right. well uh, i think in long term certainly what i see in our portfolios our portfolio earnings growth is far better than the uh, the benchmark earnings growth our quality orientation measured through return on equity is far better than the uh, the uh, index and our pe multiples are far lower than the benchmark now we have put the matrix in place we have to wait for the markets to give us right view and there is where you will see phenomenal underperform uh, outperformance sorry major alpha would start coming <coughs> yes okay akhil before i talk about now uh, before we talk about the products of motilal oswal as an investor which one i should choose I just want to uh, ask one more question. You joined Motilal Oswal the beginning of the era when AI PMS was happening. From thousand crores, you have seen thirty, forty thousand crores of asset under management. You've been dealing with twenty-five thousand investors at an organization level. What's your experience? Because one point that you highlighted is that there are times when the performance is not as good. as it's supposed to be the the commitment from the instrument the platform and there are times when mutual fund would do well or there are times when ais would do well there are times when pms would do well and that is a crucial time for investor to stay back now how so every time when i speak to my investor i tell them that you know you should look at these instruments from 10 15 years point of view and thankfully in your early part of Uh, career before you join motilal oswal you have seen mutual fund investors staying in the fund for 10 15 long years yeah do you see same trend emerging in ai pms in india because people come with some pre mindset that they want to make out some maximum in 2 3 years time and come out of it what's your message to them so this is, this is a very 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 interesting question 23 years of experience um what i have realized is uh uh what happens really Uh, over a three-year period, is typically if your allocation into products is happening, 
uh, into products which have done extremely good in terms of returns very very good returns best performing funds top three four five funds usually they are the best performing funds they are top two three funds because the underlying portfolio underlying stocks have done phenomenally well which is reflecting into the NAVs. we get our confidence from the past returns and we tend to over allocate into the best performing funds of the past one year two year three year like any any portfolio or markets also uh, when there is a period of extreme high performance there is a period of cool down so when you invest in these high performing products best performing products uh, top quartile products uh, and un if you do that at the wrong time there is a high possibility that you will go through underperformance for the next three years because mm -hmm. there is a time correction which happens right now if at all you have done that by investing into good portfolios but maybe at slightly higher levels uh, then you should have a long-term outlook. You will go through a little bit of a, a downturn and from there the portfolio will pick up as long as the underlying portfolio uh, philosophy, style, uh, quality orientation is very, very high. Uh, but if you want to avoid this, then my uh, humble suggestion would, would be to stop looking at past returns and then allocating your money. My suggestion would be to consult people like you who can show portfolios from future potential perspective and not from what has happened in the past right uh, because you are studying the portfolios carefully you are talking to the fund managers regularly you are assessing the the growth and the valuations regularly therefore you will have some idea that which portfolios can deliver better in the next three to five years uh, like we say in markets buy low sell high so your job is basically to identify portfolios which are low today and have potential to become high and that is where money making happens right. right so my suggestion to investors will be that apart from looking at the past record uh, fund manager philosophy track record all these things are important to give you some sense uh, about the manager but nobody knows which fund will do good in the future nobody knows right right so for there, uh, for from that point of view, you need to assess. You need to go into the portfolio to see what are the future trends, right? Uh, which sectors have the potential? At uh, what price you are buying the portfolio? What is the, see? Eventually, it is about valuations. Buy growth at right price. Simple as that, right? So then, this experience of going through patch of underperformance can be avoided. Potentially, can be uh, avoided, right? <clears throat> now, so that's one part in terms of your allocation. The second part is that whenever you're investing, it is important to understand that whichever portfolio you're investing, what, what, what is the underlying uh, construct of the portfolio. For example, uh, at Motila Losfal, for a very long while now, uh, we have been over allocated to banks, to financials, to auto, to insurance sector, and incrementally we are also adding capex. Right? Broadly, if you see our portfolios, 80% of the construct is in these uh, four or five uh, building blocks banks financial insurance auto were completely or very very uh, headwinded for the last three years uh, and now as things are changing as profitability is coming back to the banks as demand is leading to more auto demand leading to profitability back to the auto sector uh, insurance after covid is now you know all the the bad things are behind yeah, and the growth yeah. is coming back this part of the allocation is now starting to reflect the comeback of returns mm -hmm. right so we held on to our conviction through the last three or four years we had to pay a big price uh, on the performance side but these are the same sectors now which are 
starting to add value to the portfolio we feel that the same sectors uh, essentially the banking uh, consumer and your uh, capex uh, for the next few years these are some of the spaces where uh, alpha creation will be there mm. and we have done our bulk of allocation in these sectors and within that obviously we've taken the best businesses right so <clears throat> you know now this this same allocation if you see from past perspective you may find that the returns are not there but the potential in these sectors from next five year perspective is very very high so we have to think from future right what is going to happen after three years five years you need to look ahead right so you have to be smart enough to identify trends you have to smart be smart enough to understand that which funds can give you those trends participation and then you diversify across three or four managers who have uh, you know different styles but broadly uh, similar kind of a allocation strategy so in future then uh, you will be broadly uh, satisfied uh, with the kind of return generation which can happen right great great so my last question akhil uh, so now you you've seen uh, i mean uh, now you you've recently uh, hired uh, chief investment officer at motilal oswal mr pratik agarwal he brings a legacy in terms of performance is work with large organization previously uh, so what are the changes that you you see uh, is likely to happen a b is if i am if i am the new investor i am looking at motilal oswal which fund should i look at at this point yeah. of time both of the pms side as well as the yeah. im side yeah so because we are a investment firm right our essential uh, uh, crux of the business is investments and therefore as we are uh, growing and as uh, our size is growing uh, we have to ensure that we are adequately investing in our investment team uh, and getting the best resources to manage public money uh, Uh, we have been doing continuously uh, in the last several years uh, you will be happy to note that uh, the size of ours which is about uh, 6 billion dollars of assets uh, we have perhaps the biggest investment team of 30 people with 10 fund managers and uh, analyst right so we will continuously invest in our uh, investment team uh, get the best talent to give the best results to our investors in the same endeavor uh we have uh, possibly got the best talent to lead the investment team which is uh, uh, pratik agarwal uh, he is not the cio per se but he is the executive director uh, leading okay. investments okay and uh, he comes with a 30 years of track record uh, managing funds uh, being a chief investment officer his last stint uh, at ask was uh, 12 years and uh, we all know uh, uh, the kind of Uh, outcomes uh, at ASK under the leadership of uh, Pratik. We are very very happy uh, at uh, Motilal Oswal to have him lead the investments uh, from the front. Uh, it's been three months that he is here, and what I see, uh, what is changing, is uh, that the selection strategy through QGLP frameworks is working absolutely fine. But uh, incrementally, we are adding a lot of new frame frameworks on the risk control side. Right, so. Uh, uh we always said that buy right sit tight or buy and hold strategy we do feel that in public money management that perhaps may not be the absolute right way of uh, uh you know managing the funds uh, because investors are assessing your performance uh, on a quarterly half yearly one yearly right. basis so we need to have little bit of uh, more agility in our portfolios we need to have much more stringent risk frameworks to ensure that 
uh, the companies we buy and uh, they end up making a lot of wealth we take our profits off at uh, regular intervals so profit booking at regular intervals so you control the risk of staying into companies with higher valuations for a lesser period of time right. so protect the profits mm. which have uh, come into the fund sure the second part is uh, how do you contain losses so uh, from time to time there would be certain businesses which will go through some headwinds they may go through some sharp corrections they may underperform uh, the market so uh, we have put a framework where uh, on a quarterly basis rolling quarterly basis uh, stocks which are underperforming uh, beyond a tolerance level uh, would be uh, eliminated from the portfolio or at least the weights will uh, come down uh, we are also trying to diversify the portfolio optimally while keeping the portfolio concentrated to 30 stocks uh, which we are not diluting but allocating in a way that you are not overexposed to the the top 30 top 40 percent of the portfolio so bring the weights down in the top end of the portfolio increase the weight from the bottom so that there is adequate diversification in the portfolio which is nothing but diversifying the risk so these are some components apart from many components uh, which have been put in place to ensure not staying on with companies which are excessively priced uh, not staying into companies which are getting corrected very very sharply or underperforming very sharply and having a much more even spread of allocation across the stocks to diversify the risk so these are the three things we have put in place so managing the weights will be <coughs> more efficient weights, yeah typically what was happening and uh, in our portfolios is that the top uh, top 10 stocks typically would be 55 to 60 percent mm. right now that brings in too much of concentration. concentration in the top 10 stocks and you can imagine you know a stock which is 10 percent corrects by 10 percent can right. create a one percent uh, uh, drawdown mm. so uh, so we'll try to reduce this uh, this top heavy allocation right and if we are equally convinced about all the businesses in the portfolio then we should have meaningful weights in the tail end of the portfolio also so we are putting weights also so minimum two and a half percent except for ipo stocks two and a half percent on the lower side uh, you know uh, we are saying that let's say if a fund manager is buying a stock which is part of the index uh, do not go overweight beyond two and a half percent as compared to the benchmark weight if a stock is not part of the benchmark then your higher side is five percent so a lot of things mathematically have been put in place right. to control the risk to control the volatility right and to bring more smoothness evenness into the returns mm. uh, going sure. forward so these are just some of the few things sure, sure. Uh, which has already been put been put in place okay. so now the last question as i said that so if i, I if i have to allocate say 5 crores uh, at motilal oswal how do i construct my portfolio yeah so that one so i would of yeah. course look at i would do my own analysis in terms of analyzing doing yeah. risk appetite etc yeah. but suppose the money is meant for you now yes so uh, i would say that uh, across the three platforms uh, you sh one should look at uh, on the mutual fund side uh, we have a, a very great emerging product called uh, motilal oswal large and mid cap fund uh, just about three years old fund very consistently in uh, quartile one quartile two in between that rankings very very stable smooth returns uh, manager is trying to participate both uh, between large cap and mid and small uh, 50 percent 50 percent so you get exposure to uh, both sides of the market 
uh, within that we are trying to make this portfolio more what we call is as a leaderful portfolio so all businesses are leadership companies either in top 3 top 5 top 10 so leadership portfolio uh, some differentiated uh, counter cyclical bets uh, we have taken in this portfolio for example we have cements which are over allocation we feel the cement cycle will come back so there are pockets of value there in the portfolio and there are pockets which have already delivered a good amount of uh, value unlocking so this is one fund i will certainly recommend from underlying portfolio plus valuations both uh, it's not an expensive portfolio it's not very very cheap portfolio so it's actually high quality high growth at right price sure. so that's first product uh, motilal oswal midcap fund is a is absolutely a, a top line product uh, one year two year three year five year seven year it's a eight year product uh, investors who have stayed in this fund since inception has made uh, five times so 10 rupee nav is today 52 rupees so it's a five bagger in eight years i think uh, clearly very very good returns so uh, if you are looking at slightly high risk fund then mid cap fund mm -hmm. if you are looking at a moderate risk then it is a large and mid cap so that's on the mutual fund side in pms i will continue to give my conviction on my flagship strategy which is uh, ntdop uh, next trillion dollar opportunity 14 years of track record it has lived through three or four uh, cycles bad cycles uh, global financial crisis taper tantrum covid and now the war four cycles uh, this fund has gone through despite that it has given since inception 18% return uh, last 5 years uh, there is uh, uh, there is underperformance uh, underperformance is coming as i explained to you is by not owning these psus right, or the right. metals or these kind of stocks because that's not the theme of the portfolio right, right. Uh, we are we are having a, a lot of pockets of uh, good long term uh, wealth creation opportunities we have 20% plus exposure to the top banks uh, like kotak uh, state bank of india uh, icic bank uh, we have the best it companies which have now gone down corrected by 30% tcs ltts ltis tech mahindra uh, we have great consumer discretionary names like page industries which is anyways a multi bagger in this portfolio incrementally we have added vedant fashion uh, which is a maneuver brand into this portfolio so new names are coming in uh, at absolute beaten down, down price, we are also participating in uh, tech companies like Zomato. So we have bought that stock at at, at this valuation, at, at very very rock bottom uh, prices. It's actually started to contribute uh, positively to the sure. portfolio. Uh, we are playing insurance because we feel insurance is a very good long term theme. We have two companies now, Max Financial. And we have uh, uh, Relicare Enterprises, which is essentially the care general insurance product. And then 20% of the portfolio is uh, on the uh, economy facing stock so we have lnt uh, we have uh, concord uh, names like the sure. cement etc right so 80 percent of the portfolio is more around insurance financials auto and it and 20 percent is more e economic uh, recovery stocks uh, since the performance has been muted because as i explained to you these parts have not have underperformed yeah, broadly yeah. but this is where the value is emerging growth is in place we are seeing quarter on quarter numbers are coming out pretty satisfactory p multiples are not elevated therefore these are the times you buy portfolios like ntdop with a 14 year of track record uh, so that's first scheme similar to this we have a thematic multi-cap uh, fund which is called uh, business opportunity portfolio it's again a four-year young fund here what we are trying to play is that from a five-year perspective uh, from time to time different themes come up as uh, tailwinded themes we started off this portfolio uh, about four years back 
uh, if you remember at that point of time the focus of government was on uh, agriculture uh, gst affordable housing so we started off with those themes uh, till today where the themes have been rotated into higher focus on consumer higher focus on financials higher focus on technology so these three are 80 percent and then 20 percent is on the economic recovery stock so it's a thematic multi-cap fund what you should expect in this fund is from time to time the themes will keep changing underlying sector rotation will happen and it will give you that kind of a different flavor within the multi-cap bucket so does it have higher churning ratio than NTDOP? it will be slightly higher churn uh, than NTDOP and incrementally now as mid caps and small caps are offering tremendous value the manager is actually buying more and more stocks in mid and small where the value is looking much more attractive compared to the large cap so that's on the pms front so on aif side uh, we spoke about one fund vision 2030 uh, we've already raised 400 crores uh, we will close this fund very very soon so all or any investor wanting to have this kind of a blended listed unlisted fund uh, reach out, to, good Vikas, opportunity reach out to Vikas yeah. as soon as possible. Uh, we are in process of launching a very very innovative uh, strategy which is uh, going to be led by Pratik uh, which is uh, going to be the uh, uh, founders AIF essentially mm -hmm. trying to buy into Indian entrepreneurs because Indian entrepreneurs, if you go back, uh, have created enormous wealth. Right. Uh, so we put the frameworks. Uh, I'm sure uh, you can share it with, the, uh, with your investors. But uh, look out for the Founders Fund AIF. It's going to be an absolute <coughs> new, new fund launch. Sure. Uh, so Vision 2030, uh, Founders Fund. Uh, these are the two pure long-only products. Uh, third fund, which is slightly different, I would uh, position is uh, more uh, more of a rule-based uh, open-ended AIF called uh, Hedge Multifactor. Quant-based. Quant-based. So where we have laid, laid down three factors, quality, value, and momentum. So the rules will decide the long-only portfolio. And we will overlay this with uh, hedging to ensure the, the risk protection in case of any sharp market correction. And uh, I think this can be a very, very differentiator uh, as compared to uh, your regular uh, long only funds managed by active so these are some of the ideations you can do your due diligence and uh, sure. basis investor risk profile you can choose any any of the fund right uh, amongst right. all of these things i've spoken great so with that we'd like to conclude the session akhil it was absolute pleasure talking to you got a lot of insights from you today it was very meaningful i'm sure all our investors are also going to appreciate in case if you have any feedback, please do uh, write your feedback to us and uh, we'll keep organizing these uh, you know, knowledge based sessions again and again for all of you, my dear investors. Thank you so much for giving us your patient hearing. Uh, we'll meet you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.